I'm Kevin Rodd and welcome to series three of my podcast about long distance walking in the UK. Walk this way. I'm hoping to inspire people to take the challenge of walking one of the UK's 1500 designated long distance paths by LDPs. I've set myself a challenge of walking an LDP in each of the 38 counties of England. Series three covers my sixth county and is all about the county famous for the Eton mess and having a special Spice Girls connection. Throughout this podcast, I'll be using notes from my diary as well as snippets of recordings that I made while out on the walk to tell the story of the walk and the county that I'm in. I'm hoping to communicate the joy and sense of achievement that you can get from walking an LDP and inspire you to search the internet and find an LDP near you. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, and let's walk this way. Series 3, Episode 2, When the Sun Goes Down. Welcome to Part 2 of the Long Weekenders podcast, where I'm completing the Lambourne Valley Way long distance path in the county of Berkshire. As you will have heard in Episode 1, I'm completing the 24-mile route in one day with three friends. Now we left the team 12 miles along the Lambourne Valley Way in the village of Lambourne, also known as the Valley of the Racehorse. In the last episode, we heard from Will from the Jockey Club, who spoke so passionately about horse racing and the importance of horse racing to the British countryside, and in particular the area we are walking in. Now we finished episode one on a cliffhanger about whether the horse that I backed each way, he's a geezer, was going to win the 120 at Newbury or not. So before we return to the walk, let's find out if I won big on the GGs. So just as a reminder, I backed He's a Geezer each Bay. way. They're followed through by He's a Geezer back in fourth place, off to a flyer next, and Egbert hasn't found much at all. Russian rulers got Stay Away Fay and He's a Geezer under heavy pressure as they come down towards the second last. The stage set here for a back for Russian ruler if he can get over the last two flights. The second last, two furlongs left to run. Russian ruler. Out in front, still chased by Stay Away Fay, and then he's a geezer. Stay Away Fay's not given up the battle yet. Russian ruler coming down towards the last with a reduced advantage. Is the petrol gauge flickering now? Stay Away Fay down the stand side. He's a geezer in behind them. Russian ruler stopped very quickly, and Stay Away Fay and he's a geezer both go sweeping by. Stay Away Fay, half a furlong left to go, is drawing clear of he's a geezer. It is Stay Away Fay, a success for Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden to beat. He's a geezer in second place. Woo! Seconds, not bad. So, betted £5 on this, £2.50 each way, and the odds were 11 to 4. I'm not sure I'm going to try and uh, work out the maths myself, but I shall see if I've made my money back, or, in fact, if I've actually... Not. I suspect I may have not made my money back. But anyway, let's see. Right, so the horse came in at 11 to 4. So I betted £2.50 each way. And my returns are £3.75. So in fact, I lost £1.25. But it was mildly exciting because I nearly, um, nearly won. And I think I will now cash out and say thank you. He's a geezer. And um, thank you, newbie races. So, 
I guess I kind of won and lost. Anyway, let's return to the walk. So, just as a reminder, it's the middle of July 2021 and our aim was to get to the campsite before the sun goes down. It's 3.15pm, 30 minutes behind schedule, we are exactly halfway on the day's walk. We enter the deserted The George pub in the village of Lambourne and over a pint of Arkells, I try to engage the team in discussion about horses and horse racing. So I just wonder what your views were on horse racing generally as a sport. Does anyone have any views? Are they supportive of it? Is it a sport? It's more about gambling. Sport kings, isn't it? Sport kings? They call it sport kings. Do they? Yeah. It's because only kings can afford race horses. And queens. Um, I was thinking actually when we were walking, when we walked past those gallops as we came into Lambourne, yeah. I was sort of wondering about purpose and about its function, it's like as in obviously it's a massive thing and a lot of people do it. Yeah. What's its what's its purpose for making human society and civilization a better place? Could you say something about football though? I could, maybe not right now, but um, yeah, okay. But like dressage, anyone watch dressage? Um, no, our dog watched the dressage. <laughs> really, he bloody loved it. There's some really good <laughs> pictures of the. Like, whenever it came on telly, he'd just like stare at the telly and then go and stand staring at the dressage. Who knew? So it's one, of, sideways. one of my least yeah. favourite. Yeah. I don't think it's a sport. It's, it's a, you could describe it as not. So, mixed or apathetic views from the team about horse racing. Personally, I don't mind it. My paternal grandfather was into betting on the horses and we had several caravan holidays at horse racing locations as my family to treat my granddad to a day out at the races. I used to remember the coloured betting cards and even now, if I go to the races, I'd always go to the chaps out on the course with their satchels of money and the chap scribbling the odds on the board. We still had a distance to walk to get to the White Horse Uffington, the official end of the Lambourne Valley Way. And I've had several comments and emails that I seem to reference pubs quite a lot in my walks. Well, sat in the George pub, it was good to see that others in the team were also interested in pubs. Yeah. Is, it, is it seven miles to the next pub? Yeah, there isn't any more pubs. Oh, that's it. Till the end. Till the end. So we've done, we've done three pubs in 12 miles and then we've got no pubs in 12 miles. Well, I can't do that, I can build pubs on route, can I, Andy? I can't go off route because that adds to your mileage. What? Was that Kieran? <laughs> I said someone just texted me to say the white horse is life. Do you want me to explain more, please? I, okay, I don't think they're just sort of saying it's like the centre of everything. But right. it's just brilliant. If we throw in Wayne Smithy, Yes. Then we'll have done our marathon. Because we're only three miles off it, right? Correct. That's the beer talking, Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> Not my legs talking. <laughs> my legs are gone to sleep. So yeah, once we get beyond Lambourne, we'll, we'll start the quiz. Once I change maps, we'll start the quiz then. I've been quite impressed with the, the map reading. It's been quite low. Is that because it's just well signposted? No. Due <laughs> <laughs> to skills. Wayland Smithy mentioned by Kieran is an historic site about a mile along the ridgeway from the Uffington White Horse. It's a Neolithical chambered long barrow once believed to have been the home of Wayland, the Saxon god of metalworking. So at 4pm 
it was time to move on. So the high-performing and well-drilled team are now becoming a bit ramshackled as they suddenly all disappeared in different directions as we exit the George. They then returned sometime later with ice creams in hand. The schedule was now under serious strain as we finally leave Lambourne at 4.15, an hour behind the published schedule. So we leave the village centre walking past the impressive crenulated red brick archway and armhouses in the village. The second half of Lambourne Valley Way was definitely a lot more horsey than the first half. So we're definitely now in horsey territory, aren't we? There's lots of horsey, a horsey, ho- ho- horsey hospital, yeah. race horsey signs. Yeah, I've seen a horse box and a horse bus, like, thing. A horse bus? Well, you know what I mean. Not like a box on the back of a, <laughs> on a trailer. Right. But like just a big thing. Maybe that's a horse box. Right, okay, I think it's like yeah. a big horse box. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's it called? You can sleep on it as well. Yeah. Oh, see. But as yet, no actual racehorses have been seen. Maybe they're at the races. Well, the blue sky's come out, so that's good. We've had three pints, two ice creams. Well, I can see a slight hill in front of us, which I'm not massively keen about, but hopefully we'll skirt around it. Um, as we head towards uh, Upper Lambourne, I head up onto the gallops, where whoever loses the quiz will have to do a furlong as a horse. After a long, gentle walk along a track, surrounded on either side by hedges, we turned left and entered the much anticipated gallops. The warning sign said the horses exercise at speed from 6am to 1pm. It was now 5pm and we were safe. After going through the railings and crossing over the beautifully coiffured artificial gallop, we then head north alongside the empty grass gallops high up on the downs with wide sweeping views on either side. Now the footpath from here was a straight flat route for the next couple of miles. So to maintain morale, at the 14.5 mile mark, it was time for the much promoted Berkshire quiz. My dad used to provide quizzes for me and my brother to entertain us on the walks. I seem to remember that we were very football related. There was always a tricky question about naming the groundsman at Stein House Muir. We had a short stop on top of the downs to confirm the results of the quiz. So it's quarter six. The schedule has somewhat been flexed out of all recognition, but that's fine. I'm fine with it, totally fine with it. Totally cool. That's fine. Absolutely fine with that. Um, Amazing how adaptable you are. Thank you. That's my middle name, as well as Dangerous is adaptable. Kevin Dangerous Adaptable Rod. That's what I call myself. Um, we've done the Berkshire quiz, which is highly successful. Uh, the victor was Tom, with a record score of nine. Um, Kieran got silver medal. Seven points. Seven points is very good. And unfortunately, in this competition, there's no bronze medal. It's just gold and silver. So, <laughs> and he got four points. But he learned a lot anyway. Right, so we've got about two kilometres, two and a half kilometres to the White Horse, and then from there, three miles into Uffington and to dinner, which is scheduled for seven o'clock. I can always call them up and say we'll be a bit late. I think they seem quite relaxed, so I think that's fine. So the Lambourne Valley Way now continues north, over Wellbottom Down, and then on to Wallstone Down. So the wind has got up now, and the clouds are galloping across the sky, 
across to the east just a bit of shelter some woods we're not far now maybe a couple of kilometers from the white horse but yeah it's quite it's quite impressive up here it's kind of quite w wild and rolling um, and we come up towards the edge of the ridgeway as well just before we get to the white horse the path carries on north until you cross the Berkshire Oxfordshire border then after this you then cross the Ridgeway National Trail and you are suddenly on the edge of the ridge and have spectacular views across four counties. This marks the official end of the Lambourne Valley Way long distance path. Boom! We've done it. We have completed the Lambourne Valley Way, arriving at the beautiful ending of the uh, White Horse Hill. Uh, we won't say anything about the White Horse and its visibility, but I believe there is a White Horse on it. But the views were stunning across Oxfordshire and four counties, which Andy's now going to name. Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, Gloucestershire, Wiltshire. Very good. It's an impressive end to a long distance path. So we gather for a selfie at the trig point, which marks the highest point by the Uffington Castle, which occupies the summit of White Horse Hill which is a rare and outstanding example of a large Iron Age hill fort. I must confess that it's actually quite difficult to see the White Horse from the angle that we are, and in fact, it becomes somewhat elusive. However, Kieran does convince us that in fact it does exist. Now, this particular White Horse is believed to be the oldest chalk-cut hill figure in Britain, and is perhaps over 3,000 years old. The nearby Dragon Hill a natural mound about 10 metres high is named for its association with the legend of St George. And you are able to access this site by car and there's a car park close by. Now, although we've completed the Lamble Valley Way, we need to walk a bit further to both dinner and then onwards to our campsite. We had a further five and a half miles still to go. This is good. Now we're heading down off the hills onto the road down through uh, to Uffington. To, to which it looks like one and a quarter miles according to the sign ahead. Now we are in Oxfordshire to the pub and the fox and hound for dinner. At 7.30pm four tired but happy souls enter the pub in Uffington. A hearty dinner is consumed and the final decision of the day is discussed. Taxi or walk back? team decide, after limited debate, to head back to the campsite on foot against the backdrop of the setting sun. It was three miles back to the campsite and we had approximately 30 minutes of daylight left. It looked rather straightforward on the map. I thought this was going to be easy. Hmm. So we left the pub at 8.40. Right, it's now, what time is it? It's gone half nine. It's gone half nine, the sun has set. We're walking through a rapeseed oil field that needs harvesting. I need someone with a, a machete to get it sorted, to get this path sorted. So we're nearly home, but we had a bit of an adventurous trek around the edge of a field to try and get here. Andy, you know, giving all the big I am with his shorts issue, gave in, but Tom, Iron Man Tom has carried on, regardless.
shit style, isn't it? Oh, bloody hell. Oh. Oh. Be careful. <laughs> Go on. Got it? Alright. Go on, Kieran. It's quite a high one. So it was a rather more adventurous overgrown route back to the campsite than I'd planned. Halfway along, in what was now pitch darkness, we tried to navigate across this huge field by looking at the shadows in the grass of previous walkers who had flattened the grass. We finally got back to the campsite at 10.15pm and had clocked up our 24 miles in total. Other than Tom's shins being cut, bruised and covered in stingers, we all made it home in one piece. Kira's golf shoes also held out. So we didn't actually see the famous chalk white horse or any race horses, although we did see a few actual white horses, or as Kira liked to call them, grey horses. So the Landborn Valley Way was a pleasant and easy to follow path that was well signposted and had a fantastic ending to the walk if you walked from south to north. It was relatively flat. If you start at Newbury, there was a good transport links. The campsite we actually stayed at was great. And in the end, the weather was kind to us. And Berkshire can now be ticked off my list. Hurrah. It was great to complete the walk with the team. Great fun. And even walking in the dark was a new and enjoyable experience. So before we finish series three, it's time for the top 15 Berkshire facts, as read by my fellow Lambourne Valley Way team members, who seem to become obsessed with process and the accuracy of my facts. All right, so I'll go for, I'll go first, um, and then Andy, and then Kira, and then we'll and just alternate like that, right? Or is Kevin going to read out one in four? I'm the host. You don't get Richard Osman to do stuff. He just says he's hosting. Okay, cool. All right, ready? And uh, and do you want me? Do you want do you want them numbered out like fact one? Yeah, why not? Let's do or that. Yeah, because yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Everyone fact ready? One. Oh, you just you just talked over me. <laughs> We're doing it, you're not going to edit it doing we're doing them as one long take yeah what's the point in recording it and then we'll see if we need to go again we'll just keep oh. reading facts until we run out of zoom the dog wants in. <laughs> is this too anarchic for you kevin you look slightly frustrated by our uh, chat oh <laughs> he's had a long day he's had a long day he's quite tired come on guys this is reading we could do this ready fact one Reading is the county town of Berkshire. Andy. Oh dear. Okay. Sorry. Fact two. The Berkshire flag. Sorry, I can't do it. Put a swan and a bear on it and an axe. Oh, oh dear. All right. Okay, okay. Okay, hang on. Let me let me I'm 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 on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Fact two. The Berkshire flag shows an oak tree and a stag. That that was that right? Back three. The Spice Girls, when they started out, were based in a house in Maidenhead. Fact four. The Little Chef's first restaurant opened in Reading in 1958. Fact five. Snooker was invented in Slough. Mm, fact check. What's up with that? It's a fact. <laughs> it's not true. Fake. Are you getting me to do fake news? Yeah, it's totally wrong, Andy. He's, oh. you, you've been you've been fed an absolute blooper there. 
It was, it was some guy from Slough, but, you know, he, he wasn't in Slough when he invented it. He was in India. Who told you that? Tom, Tom. A rudimentary look on Wikipedia. <laughs> fact five was invented by a bloke from Slough. That's yeah. factually accurate. Fact, fact five. Snooker was invented by a bloke in from Slough. Supposedly. <laughs> probably, probably when he was in India. Okay, here you go. Here, here you go, Kev. It was in the officer's mess of the British Army's 11th Devonshire Regiment, stationed in the Indian town of Jaipur uh, in 1875, that Lieutenant Neville Francis Fitzgerald Chamberlain created the game of snooker. All right. I'll give you that. Then. All right. Fact six, 20 British P... Oh, for God's sake. Fact six, 20 British Prime Ministers have been educated at Eton. Fact seven, Berkshire is surrounded by six counties. Oxfordshire, Buckinghamshire, Hampshire, Wiltshire, Surrey, and Gloucestershire. Fact eight. Berkshire has one professional football club, Reading FC, known as the Royals. Fact nine. The summer snowflake is the county flower of Berkshire. Fact ten. It, in terms of square metre size, Berkshire is the 34th of the, th of the 38 English counties. Are you are you confident there are thirty eight counties English counties, Kev? Because I, I can't I can't verify that fact anywhere. Well, I'm doing the thirty eight county challenge, aren't I? So therefore, there are thirty eight counties on my list on Kevin's list. And you, I, although you've done it, but in terms of square meterage size, yeah. Berkshire is the thirty fourth of thirty eight. Yeah. It still doesn't say whether it's the thirty fourth biggest or smallest. <laughs> it's the smallest. So for well, if they're all. Um, Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be like Kevinpedia. <laughs> right. Are we happy with that now? Can you just put in in the first the first word is in, not it. Okay. Fact ten. Measured in square miles, the English town of Berkshire would be thirty-fourth out of Eng <laughs> out of Kevin's thirty-eight. <laughs> the town of Berkshire. What the town? It's a town of Berkshire. No, I said. Oh, did I? Anyway. In fact, ten. In terms of square mile size, if the thirty-eight English counties on Kevin's list are ordered in size, Berkshire would be thirty-fourth. Back to eleven. Berkshire's highest point is two hundred and ninety-seven meters, Walbury Hill, in the south of the county. Kieran, sorry, I was on mute. Um, fact twelve. Famous Berkshire desserts include Eton Mess and Poor Knights of Windsor. Fact 13. In 1974, the town of Abingdon moved from Berkshire to Oxfordshire following an administrative reorganisation. Fact 14. The first ever zebra crossing was installed in Slough in 1951. Fact 15. In Scrabble, if you were to lay the word Berkshire, you would score... 18. That's strategically tri tricky one to do, <laughs> avoiding any doubles and triples, and you'd need a couple of letters in there already, I think. Yeah, you only have seven in your hand, so so most of them have got to be on the board already. <laughs> Theoretically possible. Although, actually, actually, hang on a second, it would be a proper noun, so it wouldn't be valid. You wouldn't be allowed it. Oh. So, fact 15, Berkshire would not be allowed be used in Scrabble unless you were playing some weird <laughs> rules and then Berkshire would score you zero in Scrabble because it's an invalid word. 
Well, thank you for your time, guys. I really appreciate you putting in the effort and keeping it professional to the end. So you know you can always rely on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you guys. Speak to you soon. If you want to know more details about this walk, please drop me a line. Check out my next series where I cover the next county on my list. And I hope this podcast has inspired you to have a look at the Long Distance Walkers Association website and plan your next adventure. This has been a Daisy Rogers production on behalf of the Long Weekenders. The theme music is by Rockabye Baby and incidental music on this episode was from Chris Malinchak, So Good To Me. You can find me and photos of my walk on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Long Weekenders and hashtag WalkThisWay. This podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify. If you enjoyed it, give it a like or give it a share order for others to discover this podcast. So far, zero cows interaction or sheep, which is good.